Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're on the road. We are at Market Old Main. The GC Live, uh, the, the stream has been good to us, honestly, over the years. For the first time ever, we are having technical difficulties on the online GC Live stream. So today, we're, we're calling an audible, you would say. Hey, I like it. I like it, man. Figure it out. Calling an audible. They so, had the game plan figured out, and now you got to go back in and make some adjustments at halftime. Yes. Now you're ready to go. They have stuffed us on the first three drives of the game. So on YouTube, you will see this recorded version of our normal Friday preview show. But if on Twitter right now, you, you might hear us. I hope you hear us. We're, we're testing out the Twitter space, uh, whatever a Twitter space is. Um, I think Gamecock football is listening. That's cool. It's like it's populating. Yeah, that, everybody's in. So uh, let, let's see how this goes, y'all. We, we're, we're quickly running out of time anyway. Chris has places to be. Um, so welcome in. South Carolina versus Missouri. Final preview, final thoughts on the game. We're live from Market on Main. We are presented by our buddy Clint Hammond of the Morris Network, clinthammond.com. This is the first time he's had to face his team in a situation where he's got to ground them. And I, I do feel like, yeah, yes, I, I hear your point. Fans fans can celebrate it all week. But I feel like we as an entity, like South Carolina fans, media, all the people involved in, in Gamecock football, when things are going bad, get on Gamecock Twitter, man. It's a lot of negativity. <laughs> People, people are flipping out when things are going bad. But you give this, you give this fan base a little taste of some success, and they get that feeling that they had Saturday night. That's as happy as I've seen that stadium in a long time. I've heard a lot. Of, I've heard a couple of different people say that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, they they love that feeling. They get a taste of it, and then you know, you probably experienced this. Maybe your classmates are patting you on the back a little bit more, uh, Jason. And Brown's DMs are probably popping a little bit this week. Sure. So now you got to figure out how to deal with success. We, you know, even during the Mushchamp era, the big win over Georgia, follow up, South Carolina's beating Florida yeah. in, in the game very next week, you know, unable to build on that success. This is a huge opportunity to build on the success of that game, but also, um, can, can they do it? You know, like, I think that's, that's a big question. We've seen that, I've seen that in this program. No fault to Shane Beamer or any of the guys that are there right now, but I've seen that over the years, just not being able to deal with success. Yeah, and I, I, you'd be being hyperbolic to say, like, this is the biggest game of Coach Coach Beamer's career, but it kind of is, right? Because just from a fan standpoint, that feeling is generally that malaise is sort of in us. It's like, ah, oh, we don't want to, you know, lay a egg. And I think – that going out there and being able to, to pull out a victory in a game that against the team that they, I think it'd probably be too much to say that we should beat, but we absolutely have a very strong chance at beating them. And I say, you know, because the, the game is what a pick them. Is it one point? One point for Carolina at last check. Right. So right. it's right in the middle. And yeah. to be able to go out there and, as you said, build on 
the game that was last week, then that would be a huge shot of adrenaline in the arm of every in the fans, in recruiting, in the players playing, finishing out the season. So this is, I don't not exaggerating. This is a huge game for the team for sure. And I think not only to have that those back-to-back wins and continue building on a big Florida win, kind of kind of a benchmark. You know, kind of okay. You had some success. You, you built on it. Bowl game implications, right? Because now you're in a position where you got three games left, and you, you probably have a different outlook. Mainly because of like what Clemson's done this year. You, you look at Auburn and you say, you "Could you know?" As both of those games are at home. This one though is still, despite that. Guys, I think this is still the most winnable of those games, right? So, um, you know, you can't go in there and bank on, okay, beating Auburn, okay, beating Clemson. You could, right? And that's going to be the hope. You got to get past this game. But if you win this one, you are in bowl territory now. It's official. It doesn't matter what happens. So, I think that's a big one, too. Preston, do you remember back in your career, can you point to any examples that maybe you guys had of of you go win a game and – the next week follows and there's the success doesn't follow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, are yeah. there any that you can think of? That sort of let down along those lines. Yeah, the letdown week after the, after the win. That's uh, putting you on the spot a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that is putting me on the spot. But <laughs> I, I will say this. The flip side of that maybe is, um, I think it was 04, which is forever ago, but we lost the old Miss. And that would that game would have made us all eligible with us being able to go for seven against Arkansas and again talking about that kind of jockey territory yeah and we lost to Ole Miss on the last play you know we probably but they they kind of beat us up we were better than them but they beat us on the field that game and they, and they kind of ended up winning and we blew it basically we ended up blowing a really good opportunity for the team to build on that success and do all those things so I can't think of something where we dropped the ball like that but that was definitely an opportunity where we had a chance to build on the success that we had early in the year and we went we laid an egg basically and i don't as a fan i don't know if i speak for the whole i don't know if we're we're a little too fragile for us to go out and lay an egg this this saturday right here man. <laughs> you know, i just yeah we can't everybody's feeling good and this game again i don't know how else to say it but it's really important for all the reasons that you all said yeah and i i think i think it's fair to say it's the biggest game of the beamer era right now like you you hope you hope yeah, we, that don't, there are, we don't want this to be the biggest game ever. <laughs> you hope that there are many much bigger games in the future. But as yeah, far yeah. as, like, the current uh, building of the program, it, it, may, it may literally be the biggest one because I think if you go ahead and get that six win, kind of takes some, some pressure off, takes the weight off your shoulders, let it go fly, you know, against Auburn, against Clemson. Some I don't, I don't know. I, just, I feel like the mindset of the fan base, the mindset of – the crowd, the atmosphere going. If you if you go into this Auburn game with two straight wins and you're bowl eligible, uh, it, it kind of turns and, and all of a sudden and there's no love loss for for Mike Bobo in this fan base. Like this, <laughs> this this game has taken not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but uh, that game has a little new meaning than it probably would have had before. So sure, yeah. you go into those final two with the sixth win, sort of that pressure off. I just think it's a different vibe. It's a different mindset. Uh, no, I do think going into this game, there's a lot of people now who now expect South Carolina to win. And I look, that's I look the, at it and it's like, tricky part. it's like the, every every little analytic or metric or all that stuff. The Vegas folks, the ESPN, FPI, like all the algorithms, they're like flip a coin. 
Like literally yeah. flip a coin. And to me, going into those games, they're they're literally impossible to actually predict because it's kind of just who who makes the plays on that given day. Who does the ball maybe bounce for on that given day? If they if they play, I like to look at games if they play. We talk about this a lot. If they play ten times, yeah. what would the split be? And with these two teams right now, you'd probably say it's like five and five more yeah. than likely. So when it goes to a game like that, what are the differences? To me, it's like turnovers, red zone, who's kicking field goals, who's scoring touchdowns. Uh, back to sort of like the basics, uh, I guess. And so that's the tricky part because while we were all very excited and sort of, you know, empowered by that game last week, the reality is that that's not what we played like all season. And you have to kind of think that maybe we'll sort of regress a little bit back to where we're playing, but we don't have to go all the way back to where we've been. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's that's kind of where I'm thinking like, okay, we're not – probably Friday, uh, the Florida game was pretty close to perfect yeah. as far as the offensive performance. So we're probably not going to get that, but we don't have to be what we've been either. And I think – but and I also think that somewhere in the middle is good enough for us to win this game. And so that's that's where I guess my hope sort of lies for this game is that we can find a, a happy medium, maybe establish the run and, and not have too many things where we're killing ourselves with penalties. And, you know, I think that's a sort of a recipe for success. You told us last time that you were with us here at Market on Main for GC Live that – uh, you are a watcher of the line mm-hmm. during the game, mm-hmm. right? Like, even when a ball is thrown downfield, you're still watching the line. Mm-hmm. So, what did you see last week? You know, and, and we don't want to harp too much on the Florida game, but right, what we're trying to figure out is did this team turn the corner offensively? So, one area that was pretty obvious that you could point to is the offensive line. They played their best game by far, not even an arguable point. What did you see? on Saturday that they maybe could carry forward. So besides all the nerdy football stuff, you just saw an enthusiasm and, like, an ability. These dudes were going out there, were mashing people. You saw them kind of giving dudes the fat bath with the pancakes every now and then, you know, like a general happiness to want to, like, yeah, first First down down. signs and run behind me type of things. And we haven't seen that. Obviously, probably haven't seen that because they haven't been that successful. Sure. But – Seeing those things was really encouraging to just watch them sort of. You saw offensive linemen getting in the groove and really enjoying themselves. So that's probably from the the most uh, touchy-feely type of thing. But from a technical aspect, you just saw a lot more downhill, a lot of downhill running, a lot of guys just coming off the ball, firing out, and sort of imposing their will on the other, on the other side. And so combining those two aspects, I think – and that's why I'm that's why I'm generally a little bit hopeful because I do think you can we can do that again. You know, I don't I don't think um that being it that's not like a it wasn't a, I don't think it was a fluke. I don't I hope I hope it's not a fluke, but but some of the things I saw it just seems like you can it can be replicated. Yeah. I I, I think it's interesting how for a lot of this year here you know, talk about the struggles on the offensive line and you know Beamer would, would often point out, hey, guys, when the running game's not going well, it's not just the O-line. It's a combination of – that's something fans hate to hear, but it's true. Yeah. It's a combination of, of so many different aspects. Are, are your tight ends blocking well? Are your receivers blocking on the perimeter? Are your backs missing tackles? It's it's kind of interesting me, interesting to me in football how all those things, like, feed off of each other. And all of a sudden, the O-line is giving a little bit more room 
and then all of a sudden the backs are running a little bit harder. And then all of a sudden you got receivers out there on the edge mashing people down the field. You got tight ends. I, I thought I thought everybody blocked better yes. against Florida than they have all year. It wasn't just the O-line. It's like a they are feeding off each other. You're going to give that little extra effort in the game. Uh, so you hope, I guess, to recreate kind of that football effect again that it just carries over like, hey, guys, we can do this. That's the point. Everybody can look in themselves because it's really hard to, if, as a coach – you know, you're telling your team, you know, this stuff works, blah, blah, blah. And then they're looking at the results and they're like, no, nah, that's not working. <laughs> but now you can tell them, look, this can work. We can do this. You see, look what we did against a team that was really good. Um, so, yeah, that, that idea of, like, we can do this, that that's really important. So let, let's let's dive into this Missouri team. It, it's kind of it's interesting to me. You have, like, weakness versus as far as what they've been all year long. Carolina's – Rushing attack has been a weakness for them. Missouri's rushing defense has been a weakness for most of the year. South Carolina's defense has actually probably, you know, been their strength this year. Missouri's offense has been their strength. So you sort of have weakness versus weakness, strength versus strength. And both sides now, though, trying to recreate, even though Missouri got smashed by Georgia last week, they hung in there. They actually played the run a good bit better against Georgia than they have for who, – who'd they give up eight yards of carry to earlier this Southeast year? Southeast Missouri they, State. Missouri gave up eight yards of carry to 8. Southeast 2. Missouri State <laughs> earlier this year. Um, and, then you know, so they've they've at least improved. To, now, they're, they haven't been good stopping the run. They have improved. So, you got two you got two weaknesses that have been trying everything in their power to find a footing now going up against each other. The other side, you have a Carolina defense that I thought – I thought it got lost a little bit how well they played against Florida. Yeah. Against Missouri offense, you know, Drinkwitz is normally pretty good at steaming things up, but they, they're probably going to have a backup quarterback, it sounds like. So you would think that that alone plays into Carolina's favor. Yeah. So the first thing that struck me is Southeast Missouri State sounds like a school that's on – TV show or something like they the can't water get, boy. Yeah, they can't get the license or something, right? It's like F, F, <laughs> can't get the license. F, yeah. That's FCS Southeast yeah. on, uh, on yeah. the football. Yeah. 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 Um, another question I have, and y'all might know, but has did uh, Clayton White and Eli did yeah. they did they match up any with in with App State and Western? And well, Kentucky? did they did they, they have any matchups? I don't. That's a good question because. Eli, Eli was only at App for one year. Yeah, that's what, right? I, that's what I was assuming. Uh, so I, I was just wondering I if there was some. But they, they overlapped. At it. So Drinkwitz was the OC at NC State while Clayton White was a secondary coach gotcha. at okay. NC State. Right. So there, so, there's so there overlap a, okay. there. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, uh, Drinkwitz is going to be known. He's going to do some really interesting things, and they'll be they'll be ready to, ready to roll. So um, the weakness of our – defense, I think, pretty, like you said, is a kind of not a point is our secondary. It's definitely as far as uh, you know, deep balls are concerned. So I'm wondering if uh, Drinkwitz tried to take some shots early and try and loosen up that loosen up that run game a little bit. So I'd be interested to see how that how that sort of plays out. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's sort of a wild card where you have a proven entity in Drinkwitz and sort of a upcoming sort of wild card in Clayton to see how that how to, but this is definitely an opportunity for Clayton White to make a name for themselves. You know, and I, I think 
a little. It's been a. I don't know if we've given enough credit to Clayton White as a collective for the job he has done coming in. For I mean, you can speak to this. What What is it like learning a scheme for the first time? Like going into that year, I feel like this has been one of the more one of the more smooth transitions I've seen for for any unit at South Carolina as far as the guys that there being a, a that nice mix between. I guess it was simple enough or explained well enough that the guys haven't really had a ton of just straight busts where they, they're, you know, you see guys looking around like, where, what happened? You or me? Can you, that one. Yeah, yeah. What, what happened? You haven't seen a lot of that, but it's not like they have just sat back and played a couple of base cover. He's, I feel like he's attacked. And I, I like the fact, guys, that when Carolina was up, they, they kept attacking on defense. Yeah. There was no, oh, we're going to sit back, prevent, while, you know, no. keep. They're sending Darius Rush on a That's quarterback That's exactly blitz. the play I was thinking of. Yeah. What was that, like mid-third quarter or even maybe early fourth quarter? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of sealed the game. And I was like, oh, this is over. We, mm-hmm. You know, and that's when you can kind of see, like, a, a defensive coordinator getting in the rhythm. He had that thing scouted out. He knew, I'm sure when he saw the whatever formation, and he was like, let's, you know, let's pull it. And a lot of people were like, let's do it. <laughs> And so when he made that call, you knew he was sort of in the rhythm of, of being very confident and being aggressive in, in the play call. So to speak to that, it's um, I, I, I'm not shy of saying that I played for Rick Minner and he was known as the doctor of defense. And he had a million defenses and he could win the game on the whiteboard. But explaining it to us was like just words coming at you. Like, I don't know. You know, his, his defensive calls were probably like six or seven. Things with commas and just <laughs> commas. adjustments and all kind of stuff. And I just say that to say you're right. The ability to be able to explain a new system to a bunch of guys coming in is really, really important. And, and that's probably why you haven't seen as many noticeable missed assignments as possible. And that's a big thing, especially when you don't have as much talent around to just be able to be sound, fundamental, and make the other team beat you. I think that goes a long way. One-on-one, the one-on-one matchups that you mentioned, Preston, I think are going to be important. Missouri's got some guys that can hurt you. Tyler Beatty, the running back, really good in space. He's got, what is it, Wes, three 200-yard-plus games now. Competition adjusted, right, against elite competition they played. He's not been as good, which makes sense. That's most players. He had 200-something-yard performance against Vanderbilt. Really good player. Also, Toski Dove. Gabe DeArmond mentioned on GC Live yesterday, Wes, had a couple wins on 50-50 balls against Georgia defenders. A big 6'5 receiver. Yeah, big guys. So that'll be an important one. One area that Gabe identified, and he certainly knows Missouri inside and out, their offensive line, because you brought up, Wes, some of their PFF numbers. Gabe said, ah, not really convinced. Don't think they're that great. They're average. So Carolina's defensive line, this is another game where we go in saying, there have been a few of these this year. This is an opportunity for them to set the tone. Preston, what have you seen, you know, last couple weeks out of Carolina's defensive line, specifically Florida, you know, that they can carry over? So the biggest thing I saw last week was Jordan Birch making a five-star sack. Yeah. You know, like coming yeah. up field, spinning inside, ice picking the dude. And, like, that was a that was an NFL sack. That was a first round. And being able to see him sort of unleash like that was really exciting to me because I don't think we've been – We've seen that as much as we've hoped. And, and not not saying that he's playing bad or anything like that, but just sort of seeing that was really exciting uh, to be able to see. Zach across the board has been very consistent throughout the year. You've even seen him uh, 
when it's starting to win a couple one-on-ones inside and get to pressure on the quarterback. I think the defensive line has been very, very consistent throughout the year. One of the things we started saying a little bit earlier was that it probably needed to be a little bit better than consistent, considering yeah. the weaknesses around the rest of the team. They probably needed to maybe up that notch to very good, maybe even great for them to sort of get to the level that they need to be in. Hopefully that'll be this week. JJ, again, has been very, very solid. And if he can sort of put some real type of pressure on, on the quarterback when they get a chance. But all of it goes back to them stopping the run early so that they can get in those obvious passing situations and all that. So I say all that to say I'm, I'm, it's another challenge. And if they play well, again, things could work out well for us. I, I think JJ has had a better year than – I feel like it hasn't been that completely like – Splash like flashy yeah. type year, like when Clowney had how many sacks did he have the year that he broke the single season record? He had like 10 plus sacks, he had oh, yeah, five exactly. sacks at Clemson, I yeah. think, in the one yeah, game, four and a half or something. Right. Four and a half, yeah. But I, I think Enigmare has like just been a steady force on that defensive line. Uh, the pro football focus guys said he's got as far as their grading system, it was like one of the highest pass rush grades of an SEC in. Um, in the last, like, five years for the season. So, I think Enigbare has, like I, – I think he's a first-round pick. I think he's going to be up there, man. Which uh, is really interesting. And, and what's interesting about that is because he could easily just say, I'm going to rush the passer. I'm not going to yeah. play the run. I'm not – you know, I'm not going to – but he's played the run really well, really strong, really yeah. aggressive on that. And to me, that's impressive as a guy who – that first-round thing is, start, is out there – yeah. And the re- the way you normally go in the first round is by getting a bunch of sacks. Mm-hmm. And so he hasn't really changed his game to that. And I think that's a credit to you know him and the staff because he's really been aggressive in how he's played the run. There's, yeah. there's two other guys, Wes, that he was mentioned beside. Josh Allen from Kentucky and Miles Garrett. Two Some first rounders who are really good. Yeah, <laughs> two, two pretty dang good ones. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen, ooh, he killed us. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Be straight beast. Um, shout, shout out to Mike Peterson, by the way. I yeah. I will maintain that that's the most underrated guy on this entire staff as far as developing his room. Um, yeah. and he's an avid GC Live uh, yeah. watcher, of as course. we like to say. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> he's watched it a couple. He admitted he's watched it a couple times. So, yeah. but seriously, shout out Mike Pete. Um, the long. I mean, at this point, the long holdover. From the prior staff, yeah, and maybe wasn't a guy as well known as you know maybe some of the coordinators or stuff like that. But if you look, I'll go all the way back to what he did with Darius English as a senior. He did more his senior year than he had done his first three years combined. And I just I consistently feel like Mike P has done an outstanding job developing the edge guys in this scheme, and it probably doesn't get noticed or mentioned. Uh, you know enough uh, the, the job that he's done. So shout, he's gonna he's gonna have another one, and then I think any Barre will roll on out. He'll go to the NFL. Watch out! Watch Perch take that big step next year once he's the true starter. And and that's what you want to see. You want to yeah. see because because now every every day that they're practicing, Jordan's looking at that. He's looking at JJ, and he's like, "That's what I want. Yeah. I want to be that guy." And so he's seeing that. And then there's gonna be somebody else that comes underneath. And if you start to get that cycle of dudes, you know, you talk about, you know. DBU or you know different places playing, but if you start this, if this becomes Buck U, where everybody yeah. that guy wants to come here and play for us and be a, a difference maker, that's a really important position to have. Yeah, and then 
you hope it shows up in recruiting to where you're just right. like you're just feeding the next hey you want you want to be do you want to be in the first round like him and him <laughs> you know that, that stuff you, builds on yeah you put out that graphic and it's just like this guy was here that this guy was here that this guy and, I mean that that's something you can't money can't buy that right. like that's something yeah. that only happens by going out there and recruiting the guys in the first place and develop developing them to this level. Um, so we'll, we'll see again, big opportunity for South Carolina on Saturday. And um, I, 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 I've struggled to come up with my prediction. Do, do y'all get predictions on the show? Y'all don't get Thankfully. predictions? Thankfully we do not. <laughs> no. Well, how, how do you, how do you feel, man? How, do you have a feel or are you just, are you going flip as well? Like are you, I, I, I'm. I do not think that. Uh, I think it's very hard as a defense to just decide that you want to stop the run. And that, talking about Missouri, like I don't know if that's a decision you can just make in a week. Like, oh, we're going to stop the run this week. So, yeah, I, I don't think that happens. <laughs> and um, so with that kind of knowledge and maybe living a little bit off the high horse last week on Florida with a new, newly established or newly found running game, I think that leaves us a very high chance of success this week. I don't know what that I mean. I don't know what that means, but I feel better about this week than I felt yeah. going into previous weeks. Yeah, and you'll, you're a Carolina fan. Oh, yeah, you'll that's take, what that is. Take, I'm a fan. I'm yeah, a, but I, I'm, I'm saying you'll, you'll take a dub. Any It don't matter yeah. how it looks. I don't care. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like, yeah, I mean, we wanted to beat Vanderbilt by 20. But we didn't. But how important is that game now? Yeah, yeah. You know, what yeah. I'm saying, or how important is that East Carolina game that we all were like, oh, we should have beat them by twenty. It don't matter because they don't say when the bowl games. They don't say, well, they only won this game <laughs> is it six and then forward. So yeah, I don't. It doesn't matter to me if we have to beat them ten to three in a knockdown drag out. I don't really matter. It doesn't really matter to me. Just find a way. Find yeah. a way, and everybody should be happy with that. And then you do y'all it. make predictions? We do. We do, but I – Is it today or is it tomorrow? Usually – Tomorrow morning. Normally. Tomorrow right. we'll, we'll have All a right. – uh, the game day guide will be on Gamecock Central. Okay. It's like just a little quick kind of snapshot of what you need to know about the game. Uh, what channel the game is going to be on, as all of you ask on Twitter every Saturday. Um, SEC Network is the answer. But, um, guys, is that is that Kev Rocher? Is it, is, did, he, did he just walk in? He, he allegedly, he's, he's going to make an appearance here in a second. Uh, anyway, sorry, I, I was starstruck for a moment. Uh, finally, finally came out, but um, there's been a spotting, yes, a sighting. The elusive Kev Roche. Um, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. Chris, talk about something. Game now. prediction. <laughs> I was going to say, Preston, my game prediction is actually locked in. It has been emailed to Wes in the secure vault. Um, I don't mind giving it. I wanted to ask you one follow-up before we get out or whatever we're going to do next. Um, you Who said that, you said teams cannot decide to just stop the run in a week. Can a team decide to run the ball in a week? Because Carolina did. But seriously, I mean, y'all are talking about it on your show, how you're talking about some things on defense in terms of calls are easier. Is it more difficult? Is it easier to get things going in the run game on offense than it is to – just yeah, I, I really, I, I, I yeah. do think so because there's maybe some, like you said, they could say uh, they could sell it. We're not running as much zone stuff this week. We're running more power and gap scheme, and that's what we're really going to do. And they can get behind that. But as a defense, 
stopping a run is a lot of mentality type yeah. of things. And, and, and also, if they're just not making the right fits and they're not, you know, guys just don't want to do it. It's very hard to just turn that corner, man. So yeah. I do think it's easier to to start than to just decide that we're gonna go. So. What, what what did you think of the Trey Jones package, by the way, with the throwing the big O line at fullback and? Uh, Are they gonna give him the ball? Is he is, uh, is he gonna get a bone at any point? It, probably it, not. Does he need to get one? No, does he, he doesn't need to get need one to, carry. No, just, probably not. Okay, <laughs> probably not. Well, Trey Trey played some H back in high school. I can't remember if they threw him the ball some. I feel like they did. In high school, I feel like you you probably you probably throw him the ball in the same high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Also because that's just establishing the mentality. We're gonna have two tight ends, two backs. Mm-hmm. Um, they even had EJ out there. They had the biggest receiver. I was like, we're just gonna line up in big boy you for a drive, and, and they did it. Yeah. And I think just having that mentality of like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. So yeah, I, I loved it. I I want to see. I want to see a direct snap to Jaheim Bell with Trey Jones offset up here and Trey Kenyon offset to the left. Why not? And Why let's, not? let's smack this thing. That, it, it, uh, isn't that what Kentucky did to us two years ago or something? Like, didn't they do something? I've deleted those games oh, from sorry, my, from my brain. I understand. But, but probably. I think they did something similar to that. It's they did whatever they wanted for, yeah, for a, stretch, a stretch there. For sure. But, yeah, yeah. Why not? I, I, with all that being said, yeah, why not? Especially all right, y'all. if they can't stop the run. Yeah, if they, they can't stop the run, they, there's all kinds of things you can do. When every, everything has worked at times against Missouri. So, if you're Carolina, you hope, you hope that's the case uh, this week. And then uh, we're going to have a lot of fun around here for the final two weeks. Oh, Carolina's already ball. Exciting times, man. And enjoy it. If we win this game, enjoy it. Yes. If we don't get them off it, just remember how <laughs> – Two and eight fell. So enjoy it. Yeah, don't don't nitpick every little freaking thing. Enjoy it. Um, t- hey, tell them uh, real quick. Uh, they can hear you. One hundred seven five. One hundred seven five. Twelve to one with Pearson. Uh, I think it's called lunch, or maybe it's the extra point. It's the extra point. It's the extra it's point. We call it different things. Extra That's point not, at lunch. Extra point at lunch. There you go. <laughs> Got to get the, There we go. Yeah, man, you can catch us on that. As always, you can catch our catch our books. Just a chicken. Just a chicken little. Houston was a rooster, going through printing process now, working on everything, man. I think the gate, Kev Roche is around here. I feel his aura. Feel his presence. I feel his presence around us, man. So, yeah, check us out, man. Thank you for supporting us and all, man. Definitely, man. I appreciate y'all giving me a, give me a shout. Sure, no, nah, man, we appreciate you, too. Appreciate you joining us. Um, there's something else I was going to ask you, man. I, I'm getting so old. I lose my train of thought. You, you jogged something, and then it was just – it was gone. It was out of there. Oh, I got it. So, y'all do picks every Friday. Is that right? On the show, yes. y'all do against the spread, mm-hmm. and it's like five games, right? Mm-hmm. How how are you I, – I, I listen – when we do this show, I listen to y'all every time we're rolling over here. Mm-hmm. And they got, like, the analytical, mm-hmm. like – uh, Pearson and uh, the other guy, I don't know his name. Sorry. Uh, you do a good job. But Drew. 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 Yeah. They, they're they throwing like stats, 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 stats. And then I th- feel like Preston's more like, I'm going to go over my eyes, see. I'm going to go with my gut. Uh-huh. Um, are, are you beating? Are you beating the stats? I'm, I'm winning right now. I'm winning, okay, right, I'm winning right now. I'm winning right now. You know, I just use different metrics. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't, I just don't care much for Harbaugh's khakis and the cleats. So, <laughs> very important. He's off. I have a program crush on Michigan State, so I, I, you know I watch them see. So I, you know, I just go by different things that I see every week, and you know, just try and take it a little different angle. 
Baylor, Oklahoma. That was an, an interesting one. I caught y'all yeah. talking about that. Yeah, I think um, that's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna be a fun game. I like I like Dave Aranda a lot, and but I didn't realize they hadn't been playing very well defensively to this point. So I don't know. Yeah, they're uh, I guess undefeated at home. I heard mm-hmm. I heard on one seven five today. Hopefully it was true. Yeah, so. they, they, I mean they, they they do a really good job of breaking down all the stats. So yeah, if you need some some advice or some interest for picks that you're making later on in the week, we do that every Friday. Awesome, check that out. One zero seven five, the game every single Friday. He is Preston. He is Chris. I am Wes. Uh, we appreciate marking on Maine. The biggest TV you have ever seen is above <laughs> our head right now. Come come watch the noon games here. Come watch the 4 o'clock South Carolina-Missouri game here. Come watch the primetime games here. Great place to watch a football game. Appreciate all of our other sponsors. Uh, we got Clint Hammond, Promo Gourmet. We got Dead Soxy. Um, go check them out. Support who supports us. And uh, we appreciate all of you watching. Appreciate everybody that hopped on Twitter. There's actually still a decent amount of people on here. Hopefully that worked out well. We were flying by the seat of our pants, so appreciate y'all bearing with us with all the technical issues. Halftime adjustments. Yes, we, we made some some big halftime. We completely took the game plan, and we just threw it out. We threw it out. We started over. Hopefully it worked out. Um, if not, we'll, we'll be back in the comforts of our home office on Monday. Until then, y'all enjoy the weekend. We appreciate Preston, Chris, Wes. Y'all have a good one.